This is Story Quest. Today's story is Arwen and the Audius Stone. People would travel for miles around to visit the island of Novia Lapis. The island was at the northernmost point of a world called Torseti, which was a little like our world used to be back in the olden days, but with technology far in advance of our own. By day, twin suns shone brightly across the globe, and at night a dark moon orbited. There was nothing bright there. The moon was a prison for all the worst criminals from Torseti. They would be blasted to their gloomy fate in gigantic grey prison rockets, and they would not come back. Like Earth, the most northerly provinces of this world were stark, chilly places of perpetual winter. Ice-cutting boats would have to ease through the glaciers and the frozen saltwater sea to slice a path, a perilous path, but one that many were keen to travel for the treasure that awaited. Arwen Libertine was certainly keen to reach the island. At 12 years of age, she was now permitted to join the travellers. She would be able to claim treasure for herself. The treasure they sought was not what you might think. Arwen was excited that she would claim her very own stone, but not any stone. The island was where Audius stones could be found. The small, smooth stones had a curious property. If you held one close and brought it to your ear, you could hear the thoughts of those around. Can you imagine that? The stones would whisper just loud enough for you to hear. The Torsetti people were fairly wise and used these strange stones for the good of all to make society truthful and fair. After all, you can't lie if the person you are talking to will hear your lie. And people tried not to think bad things. You never knew who might be listening. The power in the stones would wane after a year or so, and that meant a steady stream of travellers back to the province not least as the rulers only permitted each person to take one of the precious stones at a time just for themselves to keep things fair. And so it was, or so it seemed. The stones were not easy to find. A metallic rainbow sheen could be seen when the suns shone on them, but that was all that distinguished them from the plain grey pebbles on the gravelly beach. It was on her third day scrutinising the pebbles that she found the perfect stone. Circular and glinting, with rainbow hues, she grabbed it happily and ran to find her father. He hugged her proudly and then looked at her in a very solemn way. It would take some getting used to, but it's for the good of all of us. Arwen was keen to listen to every mind she could, and the journey home passed quickly as she moved through the ice-cutter ship, listening to people's thoughts, how much they missed their families, what they planned to do on their return, memories of happy times. Conversations were strange when you could hear the thoughts of the person to whom you were speaking to, another voice chiming in, a whispery, silvery voice just loud enough for her to hear. Because stones were so common, and no thoughts were private, there wasn't anything bad in people's minds, but Arwen saw that it took some practice. After all, if someone does have a spot on their nose, it's not nice to say it, but you almost can't help thinking it. She became aware that her own thoughts would be on show too. She hoped she wasn't saying anything bad. 
In fact, after a while, she placed the stone inside its special blue velvet box and was relieved to enjoy the peace of her own thoughts as the ice cutter slowly made its way back home. It was not a quiet welcome. Arwen's mother rushed to greet them. He's escaped from prison, hijacked the prison ship. They say he's on his way back from the moon. Who? Dr. Jettison! The name shot an icy shiver down Arwen's back. Dr. Jettison had been imprisoned on the lunar jail for a litany of terrible crimes. Murderous and treacherous, he'd been responsible for trying to steal the stones. And he'd escaped. Everyone on Torsetti was glued to their screens to watch the reports come in of his whereabouts. Closer and closer he came to the earth. They tracked his progress. He seemed not to be interested in the cities and towns, but instead was making his way to an island in the northern provinces. He's going to Norvia Lapis, said Arwen quietly. She didn't need her audio stone to feel her father's concern. By the time the Torsetti troops had arrived, the surface of the island had been raised bare, the fields ripped of their bracken and grasses, and the pebble beaches now just mud. The stones, whispered Audia. He's taken everyone. Looks like he's transported the lot into the ship, and bam, no trace of him at all. Dad was shocked. Not one pebble had been left. Millions of wild Audia stones, enough to last Torsetti for thousands of years, all gone, stolen. Will we go after him, Dad? Arwen asked her father, who was scanning the reports coming in. The authorities seemed to have been completely taken by surprise at this ambush. A feeling of dread and gloom washed over the planet. Those who had been excitedly planning their trips had to make other plans and everyone wondered how on earth they would manage with no more stones. It could take a thousand years to find him, even if he's just in our system. He could be anywhere. I don't know what we shall do. I'm sorry, Arwen. Your generations and the ones that follow with no stones. Arwen's stone was bright and new, and she could hear the worries in her father's head, even though he was doing his best to control them. Will we turn on each other? Liars will thrive. There will be no fairness of any sort. You made her anxious to hear. But isn't it nice to have just the peacefulness of your own thoughts sometimes? Her father smiled. You may be right, Arwen. I've had audio stones since I was your age. Without the noise of other people's thoughts, it would seem, I don't know, too quiet. In time, all the Torsetians would find out what life was like with only their own thoughts to help them navigate through the days. It took time and a little practice. They had to trust each other, believing what they were being told was the truth. If they wanted to find out how someone was feeling, they needed to ask and listen to what was said and notice what was not being said. They had to look, had to learn how to spot the signs that something or someone wasn't all right. It was a kinder time. One by one, the Audio Stones lost their powers and became nothing more than pleasantly iridescent pebbles. Once treated like jewels by their owners, now they cluttered up market stalls for people to collect. A piece of history, nothing more. Arwen grew older, and her stone too became silent. She didn't mind much, after all, hardly any others were left, and she'd never become accustomed to the strange whispers. Things were not as bright on a distant planet, however. Dr. Jettison was finding things a little harder than he had thought. 
He imagined he would be able to trade the precious stones for untold riches across the galaxy, but it transpired that their strange powers didn't work for those who weren't of their home planet. Weighed down by a trillion tons of useless pebbles, only distinguished by their metallic sheen, he limped from trading post to trading post, not able to sell a thing. And it was worse too. For all those stones were still listening, in their hundreds of thousands of millions, and everyone whispered continually, picking up the thoughts of every living being in the universe. Dr. Jettison, now the only person who would be able to hear. The noise was deafening, a relentless cacophony, more punishment than his dark and gloomy jail cell had ever been. He yearned for the quiet solitude that he had now left behind. On the contrary, Things did not go from bad to worse on Torsetti. The people relaxed as they could think what they liked, a gentle society by nature. There may have been the occasional untruth, but in time people saw the time of Audio Stones as rather strange. Arwen became quite grown up, and the day had come for her to move to a house of her own. As she packed away, something fell from a cupboard. It was her Audio Stone, spilling out of its blue velvet box and unused for many years now. Her father came in to look. I was wrong to think that you'd find life harder. In fact, I think things may be better now than they have ever been. We really have to communicate. Arwen agreed. She took a last look at her audio stone, glinting in the sunshine, placed it in the box, and would not open it again. Got an idea for a story? Tell us the title at funkidslive.com forward slash story quest and we could bring your story to life. For a new story each week, make sure you hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode.